Hello, you're listening to Medical School with Michaela, the podcast which is designed to give you information on all the things that you'll need to know for your shelf exam. This season, I'm focusing on the family med shelf exam. Today, we're going to be talking about tremors. So, what is a tremor? This is an involuntary rhythmic muscle contraction of one or more body parts with back and forth tremor, with back and forth movements of the hands, face, eyes, arms, trunk, legs, or voice. Hand tremors are very common and the most common of all, this is the most common uh, movement disorder of all the movement disorders. It can be pathologic or physiologic due to stress or normal um, simulation of adrenaline. So what are the causes? Resting tremors are evident when the affected body part is completely supported against gravity and completely at rest. It disappears when the body is engaging in voluntary motion. So you have a person whose arms just sitting completely on um, like, like a desk and you see that their hand is shaking. For Parkinson's disease, this is the most common cause of a tremor. Uh, it can be uh, you can they can have a tremor that's first unilateral and then it can affect the tongue and jaw but not the head and usually the tremor is not very obvious in the legs or the feet and other causes can include other signs of Parkinson's disease include bradykinesia mask-like faces seborrheic dermatitis and micrographia. There's other things that can cause there to be tremors. They include um, rubble tremor, which is due to a midbrain injury, tremor from strokes, trauma or demyelinating disease, Wilson's disease, and hepatocerebral degeneration. Postural tremors are seen when the arm and the head are positioned against gravity. So if the hands are held out straight, you can see that the they may see their hand or their arm uh, shaking. Physiologic tremors are seen in normal patients only when they're nervous, frightened, fatigued, or if they've ingested a lot of caffeine, or if they have hyperthyroidism, or if they're on stimulants, or if they're on um, beta-adrenergic agonists for asthma or withdrawing from alcohol. The next thing that we need to know about is essential tremor. So it's the most common cause of a postural tremor. The frequency increases with age. It occurs in about 5% of the population and it's familial about 50% of the time. So you need to know that about half the time um, a patient who's coming in with a tremor will have a family history of tremors and it tends to be symmetric and can cause the head to tremor. It could also affect the voice, chin, and trunk and it rarely affects the legs. So tremors are usually worse, uh, essential tremor is usually worse at the end of goal-directed activity, such as like the finger-to-nose test you'll see as they're reaching their your finger, they uh, tend to have a worsening of the tremor as they get closer to your finger. And caffeine does not worsen the tremor, but alcohol can improve the tremor, and so it's important to ask these patients about alcoholism because this can be um, the beginning of like why a patient became addicted to alcohol. Kinetic tremors are also something to know about. They include action and intention tremors. So an action tremor is unchanged during voluntary movement. Essential tremors are action and postural tremors. Um, with a primary writing tremor, that would be exclusively while writing and not during other voluntary activities, such as like cooking or um, shaking hands with people, they won't see it. The treatment for a primary writing tremor is an anticholinergic drug and not propranolol. You'll know that um, often when people have essential tremors that are not writing tremors, you will treat them with propranolol. Orthostatic tremors affect trunk and legs occasionally only, and it occurs only while standing. With cerebral tremors, they can be action tremors associated with ataxia and dysmetria, and they may have um, head titubation. With intention tremors, those increase during the course of goal-directed movement. So like um, 
like, as they're trying to write, their, their tremor will increase. And it occurs uh, due to upset along somewhere of like the cerebral outflow pathway from the cerebellum to the thalamus. The causes of um, an intention tremor include midbrain stroke or trauma, multiple sclerosis, Wilson disease, mercury poisoning, or hepatocellular degeneration. Those intention tremors also worsen as the hand moves closer to the target and they have large amplitude. So you'll see them like having lots of space between their movements as they get closer to your finger in the finger to nose test. And patients often have ataxia, titubation, and dysmetria. For psychogenic tremors, they have. Um, inconsistent findings that don't fit for a known tremor and they may have mixed features of resting tremor and kinetic tremor and any part of the body can be involved. For diagnosing tremors that's largely based on history and clinical findings, you evaluate the tremor at rest with the arms extended and with goal-directed activities. So you see is it a kinetic tremor, is it a postural tremor, or is it a resting tremor? And then you also do um, some labs, maybe that may include Wilson's disease, uh, labs that like labs specifically that test for Wilson's disease, thyroid disease, mercury or arsenic poisoning, and imaging. You might do an MRI of the brain if you think that they have a tumor or if you think that they have a have had a stroke that caused the tremor. For treatment for physiologic tremors, you want to reduce or remove the cause. For anxiety, you want to give propanolol prior to activities that might increase stress. So like if you have somebody who's, you know, I, I play the violin and um, I have a tremor every time I have to do a new audition, propanolol can help with some performance anxiety. Parkinson's disease, uh, there's no treatment for mild disease, but you can begin treatment when function becomes very compromised. You can use carbidopa and levodopa as the first line. Dopamine agonists can also be used in patients who don't respond to levodopa-carbidopa combinations. And then anticholinergic drugs are used for younger patients with tremor as the prominent problem. And you would not use that in older patients because anticholinergic drugs can worsen some of their symptoms and that can actually promote delirium. Orthostatic tremors that may respond to clonazepam or gabapentin, and then for essential tremors, you want to treat them with propanolol or primidone as needed or continuous. You can also use gabapentin, topiramate, or nim or nim nimodipine, um, and propanolol is usually your first line or primidone. For uh, alcohol, you can tell them they can have small amounts before meals or social events, which can be helpful, but they can end up developing tolerance and that can cause prolonged use. So maybe don't tell your patients to drink alcohol. And then deep brain stimulation and unilateral thalamotomy are indicated for severe refractory essential tremors. So you wouldn't start with something like this. You'd start with them on propanolol or primidone and then go up and maybe try an alternative drug if they're not responding. And then you can start thinking about surgical um, measures such as deep brain stimulation. And then Botox injections can have a modest effect because if you actually just weaken the muscle that's causing, that's having the tremor, you can actually just uh, cause the tremor to cease. And then for cerebellar tumors, there's no good treatments available. For cerebellar tremors, there's no good treatments available. And that is all I have to say. Thanks for listening.